Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This past week was a big week in the 2019 bean harvest. With dry weather and good breezes, allowed guys to run late and start early. While it did create for some long days out there, man, did we chew down the size of this bean crop. A lot of growers dragged themselves across the soybean finish line while others are within two, maybe three days of being done. This weekend, Janine and I took a trip to Kentucky, and pretty much the whole way, it was, I would say the bean harvest is 90% finished until you get to the southern part of uh, Indiana and you get into the double crop beans. There's uh, uh, quite a bit of them out there. Looks like the corn crop is only about 30 or 40% harvested. And that actually surprised me. I thought when we got that far south, we would see the crop done and gone and, and everything over with. But there's still a lot of corn in the south, um, the south being Indiana and Kentucky to come out. Monday, I did make a run over to Quincy and saw about the same thing. I would say 80% done with the bean harvest, but only probably 30% with the corn harvest. This week, it's probably going to be a bust in most areas. Everybody received two to three inches of rain and more rain and even snow in the forecast. This week in the plots, we dealt with some down corn uh, in the harvesting. And so missing another week of harvest isn't going to help this on that front as more and more of these fields start to get weak at the knees. The guys are working on getting the plots out and doing the preliminary work of, on the data as far as cleaning them up and getting them ready for this winter. This past week, we saw some interesting things uh, showing up in the numbers of the plots. One of our hybrid population plots in the area that finished kind of on the dry side produced some interesting numbers. This was a non-GMO corn plot. The plot averaged uh, 242.6 bushel at 36,000. The other half of the plot at 22,000 average 242.3 bushel. There's only three-tenths of a difference between the plot average uh, between 22 and 36,000. That is just nuts. In a second plot, the average between 36,000 was 25 bushel higher than 22. In a third plot in twin row corn, 36,000 was 18 bushel better than 22,000. In a fourth plot coming in from Iowa with food grade corn, 24,000 block averaged 235 bushel, 36,000 population block averaged 241. So there was only a six bushel difference in the population plot up there. One entry in this plot at 24,000 yielded 283 bushel. As I said earlier this year, these plots will be very interesting to do the deep dive into due to the wide range of planting dates and the growing conditions across the plots. Well, I can't say I'm excited about the work of hand shelling these entries. I am excited about seeing where these yields are coming from. How did these hybrids respond to the different planting situations? We have thousands of ears drying in bags waiting for the hand harvest day. We need to get this crop out and the fall work done so we can tackle that job of counting and hand shelling these ears. This will help us continue to build our knowledge 
and more and more hybrids uh, out there to see how they tick. What, how, how are they responding to these populations and in what way? We are starting a list of growers who are willing to help with this year's hand harvest. Any and all help would be greatly appreciated. The date of the hand harvest is yet to be set. We'll wait till we get to the short rows on this harvest before we start picking the date for that. Getting a number of reports from the 2019 bean harvest as guys are finishing up. As it looks, the highest yields for the most part are coming from the early planted beans. Early planted beans being April through that first week in May. Now most of the April beans didn't emerge till the 15th of May. These beans, depending on maturity, had a chance to start flowering before the solstice. This block of beans, as yields come in, are in where we find the low 90s to mid uh, 70s showing up. Unfortunately though, the number of acres in that category is pretty limited. The next round of beans planted in that uh, mid to late May, dropping in the mid to low 70s all the way down to the mid 50s. If you got some rain during grain fill in that R5, R6 window. If you didn't, that's where we're seeing the mid 50s to the low 40s. My concern was well, where we got the rain, was it in time to help the June planted beans? Based on the reports coming in, while June beans are coming in lower, it looks like bigger bean size is helping them stay in the running with the May beans, seeing those yields hang in the mid-60s to mid-50s. Eli plotted a yield versus planting date on a linear trend line for a block of acres that was uh, reported into us over, uh, over 5,000 acres worth. And the planting dates range from May 5th to June 7th. And it showed a 0.25 or a quarter of a bushel loss in yield per day for a total of seven bushel, bushel loss from the earliest planting to the latest, meaning the latest planting being behind. We'll look at a lot of these as the farm operations come in here and we start to look for the yield map meetings this winter. We'll be doing more and more analysis to take a look at how planting date and definitely maturities play into this picture to see. We won't have as big a swings as we had in past years because we just don't have that many early beans. One of the plots that I watched closely through the season here at the office may shed some light on the question, can early flowering work against you? Now we know stress at different times causes different reactions in the beans. Stress at R1 to R2 is going to cause a poor pod set. Stress at R3 to R4 causes a reduction in pod size and aborted beans within the pod. Stress at R5 to R6 causes smaller bean size. You guys in the dry area know what this is all about. Stress any time in the vegetative stages reduces plant height. Remember, plants continue vegetative growth until R5 with the indeterminate beans. The effect of stress doesn't change just because you plant early or you flower early. True, early planting tends to stretch out the days 
between each reproductive stage from five to 10 days, giving you more time to recover from a stress if it passes quick enough. But if early planted beans are at R5 and dry weather hits, you're still gonna have smaller beans. If your beans are at R2 when the dry weather hits, it may reduce pod set and plant height because R2 is the start of what we call rapid growth stage. In many areas, beans were in rapid growth stage when things got dry, causing the beans to stay short. Rain at R5 will help bean size, but it, it won't make the plants any taller. Basically, they're done growing at that point. Back, in my er back to my earlier question, can beans flower too early? We planted a 2-2 bean and a 4-1 bean basically right next to each other uh, on April 23rd here at the Corn College campus. We did the same on June 4th. Now due to cool start, these April beans didn't emerge until May 15th, while the June planted beans were up in five days. Both the 2.2 bean and the 4.1 bean reached V3 by June 9th. So they're planted April 23rd, they reached V3 by June 9th. But the 2.2 bean was also flowering, so it was actually V3 R1. While the 4.1 bean didn't start flowering till after the solstice. To me, this would indicate the nights got too short before the 4-1 bean got large enough to initiate flowering on the front side of the solstice. In our plots over the years, the smallest I've seen a bean flower is V3. With the 2.2 bean already flowering on June 9th, you can predict it'll reach R5 when growth stops in about 40 days, so around July 19th. And R6 to the end of fill, going to be around the 30th of July, the end of July. The 4-1 bean didn't flower till after the solstice, and it was at V8 when it started to flower, reaching R5 around the 20th of August and the end of fill the first week in September. The 2-2 bean started flowering at V3 instead of V8, like the 4-1 bean, and that left them a foot to a foot and a half shorter at harvest. The weather turned dry from July 15th to August 10th, which would affect both the growth and the fill on the 2-2 bean. When rains kicked back in on August 11th, they helped with the growth and the fill on the 4-1 bean, but was too late for the 2-2. How did this play out in yield? The 4-1 beans were 77 bushel, while the 2-2 beans were 62 bushel. So not only were they a foot to a foot and a half taller, the 4-1 beans were 15 bushel better, and they flowered after the solstice. When we planted the same two beans on June 4th, they both flowered after the solstice. The 2-2 bean flowering around July 15th at V7, the 4-1 bean flowering on the 25th of July around V8. At harvest, the plant height of the two maturities was much closer. 
but the 2-2 bean planted late was a foot to foot and a half taller than the same 2-2 bean planted early, so it gained in height. The 2-2 beans were ready to harvest two weeks earlier than the 4-1 beans, which could be expected. The 2-2 beans planted on June 4th yielded 66 bushel, four bushel better than the same bean planted early. The 4-1 bean planted on June 4th yielded 71 bushel, six bushel less than that same bean planted early. With the June planting, the 4-1 bean was only five bushel better than the 2-2 bean compared to 15 bushel better in the early planting. I know here at Hayworth a 2-2 maturity is too early of a bean to use, but I think it does potentially give us some valuable insight. Just like we say to be careful with early maturing beans when late planted, you know, replant, late replant, or double crop, you got to be careful so you don't end up with too short of a bean. This same theory may be true for early planted, early maturing beans. We need some size to them before they start flowering, or they may end up being shorter than we would like for weed control. Having beans at V3R1 could be interesting when it comes to post-weed control. Weather conditions during the reproductive stages is important no matter when we plant, so we still need to always work a plan to diversify that risk, not having all our beans at the same stage. I know this is getting a little deep for a podcast, and we'll dig into it a lot deeper this winter uh, in the meetings and, and kind of help you understand what I'm talking about here. As I watch... As I watched these plots develop through the summer, the results did not surprise me. But without seeing it, I would, have, I would think that something's awry in our data. And uh, I think we got some good insight from this plot. Katie says you guys are doing a good job and calling in the fields as you get them out. So keep her up. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.